The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Borton Hall. know one day we might just look back on these lockdown days and say i remember when we used to talk about cricket well that's what we're doing now welcome this is the full toss podcast for early february my name's jim law and together with lee dixon it's everything chester Borton hall and this time round, it's Round the Sections. Di Totti will bring us up to speed with what's happening with the ladies. Joe Herbertson on our Cricketing Girls and Dave Atkin with Everything Junior. In addition to that, Lee Dixon is in conversation with first team bowler George McCormack. Plus, we're going to invite you to unveil the Masked Slinger. You've got to listen to that, haven't you? It's Cricket Jim, but not as we know it. Jim Law and Lee Dixon, the Full Toss. So welcome then to the Full Toss podcast. It's dank, it's dreary, we're in the middle of lockdown, but hey, the Full Toss is here. Right, so we'll have a roundup of what's going on around Borton Hall in just a moment. Before we do that, though, the Masked Slinger. What's all that about? Well, this is a disguised voice of a Chester Borton Hall bowler, okay? Three clues throughout the pod. Lee can come up with the answer later on. See what you think with clue one. Who is the masked slinger? I met Chico backstage at a Christmas light switch on in 2007. I met Chico backstage at a Christmas light switch on in 2007. What's on at Chester Borton Hall? Well, life goes on, despite the fact that, of course, we're here in lockdown at Chester Borton Hall and, and everywhere else, for that matter. Uh, Keggy's back. Uh, the extension work, the tented extension area, that continues. The land's settled. So you'll see work progressing on that over the next couple of months, as indeed you will with the players area, the new players area, which is in front of the pavilion. So plenty of building work going on there. Plenty of planning as well. We're hoping for events once we get up and running, of course. More of that uh, in due course. In the meantime, of course, memberships are due. Thank you to everybody who's already paid their memberships. Full details of uh, seniors and juniors can be found on the website. Of course, the website, of course, as well has got all the details of the icon kit, uh, all the elements that you can purchase there through our shop. Stay uh, stay online. Keep looking. Uh, we'll email you. We'll put everything on that site as well. A couple of quizzes lined up too. Uh, see what you think. Stay in touch. The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Borton Hall. Okay, so time to catch up with our guests then, because of course this time of year we're always thinking about the season ahead. Nets have just about started. There's all sorts of training classes going on, whether you're a junior, senior, whatever. Uh, Not the case this year, so it felt like a good time to catch up with, first of all, Joe Herbertson about the girls, and then Di Totti with the ladies teams and then finally talking to Dave Atkin about all things junior. So great, Joe Herbertson, how's your winter going? 
Hi, Jim. Yeah, bless. I think we're all in the same boat, but at least we can all say we're as a team. We're working together, aren't we? But looking forward to spring. Yesterday was a lovely, bright day, so there was hope, and I saw some snowdrops and daffodils. So, yeah, from a girly point of view, spring's on the spring's on the <laughs> talk corner. Looking forward to it. But I mean, also from a girly point of view, it's been a busy old winter for you. It doesn't stop for you, does it, the cricket? <laughs> No, no, we've we've carried on sort of doing as much on social media as possible. Um, for some reason, I got roped into helping with the Chance to Shine virtual lessons, so that's been fun, doing a bit of coaching from my kitchen. But yeah, no, other than that, it's been keeping in touch with players and seeing how we can prepare and adapt ready for next year. Brilliant. So, so given a fair win, Joe, what, what does that look like from a girl's point of view? Yeah, so we've got a really fantastic start this year. So 2021 is going to be the first year that girls fully amalgamate with the Chester Borton Hall junior section. So we're going to go and work together. We'll have lots of training opportunities. The girls will have a, a girls only training night We're alongside the women's on a Tuesday. So that'll still be on a Tuesday evening when we're allowed to get back outside uh, down at the ground, which would be exciting. Um, we're going to be playing in uh, Cheshire Girls Cricket League this year as well. So that's a, a softball league for under 13s, under 11s with some hardball festivals. So loads of planning in place for lots of different activity we can do, but pretty much training on a Tuesday. Matches are most likely going to be evenings or possibly a Sunday morning in different places across Cheshire, mostly the West and South. And hopefully, eventually, when we're allowed back out into a bit more normality, we'll have some pizza nights or go bowling or do some team build, team building opportunities. So that's hopefully <laughs> the plan for 2021. Now, that, that sounds great. So look, if I'm a parent and... Uh... Uh, uh, daughter who I'm trying to get along to play cricket for the first time. Uh, what's uh, what's in it? What happens? Okay, so the best thing to do is get in touch with us, um, whether come on our website or social media, and it's now so myself or your gym or whoever you can get a hold of. Let us know. Um, we'd invite you down for the first session, which is free. So it's almost like a try before you buy. Uh, it's on a Tuesday night, most likely going to start at six o'clock. We haven't ironed out for different age groups yet, but most likely six o'clock start on a Tuesday night. Um, the girls have come down just in their normal active wear, just our trainers that come in their dresses. We don't mind <laughs> as long as they're comfortable to run around in. Uh, and we'll do lots of fun games. So really from a young age, you can start from five and above. So we run from sort of the same age as all stars do. So five plus girls um, can come down, have a go. We'll do some fun catching. We'll get um, some batting on the go. So we've got a real good range of equipment where they can have a lot of goes, a lot of different skills, bowling, wicket keeping. There's loads and loads of different things, but we sort of disguise it in games. So some weeks might be a bit space themed. Some might be, you know, working like animals, you know, that type of thing when they're really little. And then that progresses through the age group. So that's from sort of five plus. Then we have our under nine skills squad, which is really performing, doing really well. They're sort of playing a few more pairs cricket games to our under 11s and then under 13s and under 15s, which is under 13s and 15s. Uh, have hardball and then hopefully we get a nice pathway into our women's side so there's opportunities for all and to be honest we've still got players who are brand new coming down at 15 16 years old so even if they've played other sports and fancy giving cricket a go for the first time in 2021 we're not we don't mind on any age you know i know the ladies will support me when i say that everybody <laughs> no matter who they are what age they are uh, aunties uncles you know grandparents all everybody's welcome tuesday night <laughs> and it, Joe, it is great. Uh, I look across.
across uh, at it uh, every year and uh, hey um, it's it's a great sight to behold and uh, if anybody is in any doubt Joe's passion for cricket and for youngsters <laughs> is second to no one isn't it I mean you, you, I think you I drive I drive it. poor Keggy crazy with all my cones so our groundsman <laughs> I think I drive him potty because I'm there early and I'm putting out all these cones <laughs> well, no, well, look Joe that's that's fantastic so you you keep everybody informed on, on the website yeah Yes, definitely. Yeah, on the website, um, social media will let you guys know. And I know, Jim, you're fantastic at that. So any any updates will get to you and you can share with everybody as well. Brilliant. OK, well, fingers crossed that will all roll out nicely and we'll have a great summer. Definitely. Thanks, Jim. That's great. Cheers. Thank you. Such a bundle of energy is Joe, uh, as indeed is Di Totti with the ladies rounder. Uh, hi, Jim. Um, well, of course, it's been a very quiet winter, much quieter than we would have liked. Uh, by now, we would have started our winter training, but unfortunately, same as everybody else, we are stuck indoors at home, not being able to do very much. We've got our first online uh, exercise and fitness session with the girls, uh, led by Nicole. And then the following week, we've got a, a yoga session lined up. So we're just trying to do more things on that regular Tuesday training night to engage the girls and get them thinking more about cricket with a hope to get back to, you know, proper cricket in the in the sort of not-too-distant future. That's, that sounds great, though. So you're keeping everybody entertained with a, a sort of Joe Wicks kind of session, are you? Yeah, well, obviously, tomorrow is the first time for, that Nicole's going to do it. I think it's going to be a tough job for her because, um, obviously, we've got a, a wide range of ages uh, in the in the group, um, probably 13 being the youngest, and... I'm not going to divulge my age, as you well know, but I think I'm, I might be the one that's puffing and panting, so I'll definitely be on mute, that's for sure. That's, that's fantastic, because it keeps the camaraderie going, I guess, across a, a long, cold winter, and you've got some new people in there, haven't you, to, uh, to get involved? Yes, you know, we've, uh, we've attracted a few new players, um, some who are, are cricketers for the first time, you know, but they, they perhaps maybe have played a little bit of softball, um, but one of the exciting uh, new names that we've got is uh, a young girl called Georgia Munro. Uh, and Georgia um, got as far as the final 16 for the Western Storm Regional Development Centre. So she's she's going to be certainly one to watch. And we've got young Daisy Cook, who's on uh, Cheshire's Academy, um, alongside, hopefully, um, Bailey Coleman coming back from a, a serious injury last year. Uh, and also Serens, um, she's uh, she's back with the RDC, and hopefully Bailey will be so uh, will will be too. So it's looking good actually, Jim. You know, in terms of may not this season, but certainly over the next couple of seasons, if we can keep those girls together, then hopefully we'll get back to those winning days that were the halcyon days from about six or seven years ago. Well, we were talking about that die uh, the other day, and it it does feel as if you've kind of. Um... These things go in, in sort of peaks and troughs, I guess. But it, it, it feels as if last year was the start of a kind of the next era, if you like. Is, is that fair? Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think if if we'd have had probably a full season, then I'm sure some of the younger girls um, would have benefited from that match play. Um, you know, we look really promising in the nets, but we're not quite taking that forward onto the square at the moment. And obviously understanding the game when you're 13, 14, 15, is not the same as understanding the game when you're 25, 35, whatever. You know, there's a lot of experience that we've, that we've lost over the last few years. Yeah, um, but you've, you've introduced a second team as well, though, haven't you? So you've kind of got, it looks like you have the youngsters up front and then uh, uh, perhaps the more senior players in the second team backed with some newbies. Is that, is that right? That's right, yeah. And, and with the second team, of course, you know, sort of the, the, the key thing is it's, it's much more sociable. 
because uh, it's it's obviously it's old, older women uh, for a start, <clears throat> and they're able to sort of enjoy the the you know, the club hospitality and that sort of stuff. Whereas the younger girls are still are still going home to do the schoolwork, if you know what I mean. You've been very diplomatic, I have to say, Di. I, I, <laughs> I guess you're in that you're in that second team this year. You, you played in both sides last year, I think, didn't you? Uh, well, yeah, I dipped in and out when when the need was there. Um, if, yeah, obviously I, I I still play wicketkeeper if I can, but if I, if there's somebody else that wants to take the gloves, you know, then I'm, I'm more than happy because obviously you know sort of we've got to think about the future. So younger players coming along who are who want to give uh, wicketkeeping a, a go, then yeah, we've just got to try and build on that because you know sort of my old knees ain't what they used to be. That's for sure. <laughs> and and on the senior side of it, did I did I see that Annette Axter's coming back? Yes, hopefully. Yes, Nettie's she certainly ordered a kit. Um, her and Alan, you know, took a, a year out basically because obviously of COVID um, and the shielding um, and sort of helping family out and what have you. So we're looking forward to having them both back amongst us, certainly this year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just a, a, an overview, Di, what, what's the setup looking like for, the, for this year, both in terms of fixtures and uh, how are you going to get things running in an ideal world? Well, the league are planning to have a normal season. Um, and that would put the first in Division One up against teams like uh, Port Hill, Didsbury, Oakmere, Appleton, and I think Lee have been promoted uh, to Division One for this year. And the second eleven will play in Division Three, which is a step up from Division Four that they played in last year. And uh, that puts us the seconds under a little bit more pressure, a little bit more serious cricket, and um, probably be 30 overs more than more so than 20. Um, but there's certainly a lot of cricket around. And also the league have introduced this year um, a new Division 5, which is aimed at softball. So we've actually entered a team into that softball league as well. Terrific. And it's Sunday cricket, isn't it, with uh, with some midweek games for, for T20s? Is that right? Yeah, generally. I think the second eleven will play um, some midweek 20-over games as part of their league fixture programme. Um, and they'll enter the uh, Development Cup whereas the first 11 will enter the Knockout Cup and also play in the 20-over Divisional League as well as the, the normal 40-over Sunday League. Great stuff. And you're always looking for new players, Di, of course. Always, you? always, Jim. <laughs> you know, and, and to be honest, you know, sort of, it doesn't have to be young players. We've got a great setup with Joe, as you know, and, and the coaches there in terms of the young girls coming through. Um, so, you know, we welcome, you know, anybody of any age if they just want to give it a go. Because cricket is a fun game, as you well know, Jim. Absolutely. Uh, and if you can't play and enjoy it, then there's not much point playing at all. Quite quite right. Well, Di, we wish you luck, of course. We'll talk to you before the season starts. But it sounds as if you've, uh, you've got everything uh, lined up and all the wheels in motion. And uh, you're going to have a great season, I'm sure. Well, fingers crossed, Jim. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Di. Take care now. Bye. The Full Toss Podcast. Who is... The Masked Slinger. I've been a vegetarian my whole life. I've been a vegetarian my whole life. The Full Toss Podcast. Well, Dave Atkin and Robin Fisher, of course, working extremely hard to set up a junior programme. We've got Jamie Griffiths lined up along with Alex Money and the rest of the guys with some fabulous coaching for the summer. So let's see what Dave Atkin has to say about all the junior plans. We're, uh, yeah, we're in the middle of... um... Uh, a program of lockdown activities for the kids so we've uh, last couple of weeks we've had some uh, activities they can 
do at home, which is good. Uh, Joe Herbertson did the first one. She was uh, on a chance to chance to shine webinar, which was really good. So uh, we borrowed that, and then Jamie Griffiths has, has done one this week, and he'll do a few more as, as the weeks go on. And uh, yeah, we're trying to keep the kids fit as well. We're putting on some strength and conditioning uh, sessions uh, on Wednesday nights, and we're very much encouraging siblings and parents to get involved. I'm going to give it a go this week with Joe. Wow, um, wow, steady. Well, I might not be doing any more, but I'm certainly going to give it a try this week. So, um, and all the details for that are on the website. Because so. you can't do nets, of course, can you? And you had a big program lined up. Yeah, it's a real shame. We Coming into the new year, we were, well, well I think everybody was really optimistic about um, what we could do. And, and junior training was, was permitted under 18s, had, had slightly different rules from adults. So, yeah, we had um, a 12-week program booked. Um, for all age groups from the tiny ones right there up to under 15s um, and and that was as I said that was all ready to go and, and then obviously with, with the, the lockdown we had to had to pause that but we're all you know very keen to get that back going as, as soon as we possibly can and, and um, I, I think you know the latest is that the schools might go back you know beginning of March ish so uh, it seemed like junior sport was was following the lead of whether the kids could go to school or not so Fingers crossed we'll be able to do something at least. Um, and then I think the smart money is on the junior season maybe being delayed a little bit. Certainly the competitive games, um, you know, so maybe into the back end of April, uh, May. So, so hopefully we'll, we'll have a, a few weeks uh, where everyone can remember what to do again before we, mm. we start any games or anything. And, and just for uh, anybody new, Dave, thinking of uh, perhaps uh, bringing their kids along for the first time, just give a, an overview of, uh, of what we've got to offer because you've got vast numbers of, of coaches this, this, this time around, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. We've, well, obviously, um, Jamie's come into, uh, that's one of his, his remits is, is to um, you know develop the coaches as well. And, and there's a few of the, the younger guys who want to take their, their coaching qualifications and, um, and, and you know develop themselves that way. So we've always had a really... Um, good group of, of helpers who want to come down on a Friday and, and, and um, you know, get involved, which has enabled us to post. I mean, we have up to 120, 30 kids on a Friday night. So, um, yeah, and, and at any age from, you know, reception now, year one at, at primary school, we can we can take those age groups upwards. And we've got um, teams that run right the way through to 19s and, and 21s. So, yeah, and, and really, it doesn't really matter what age you 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 get involved you know we we can take them from a very young age or or if they get into it once they go to high school say you know there's opportunities to um to come along at, at any stage we offer indoor and outdoor training programs um and then you know the players can choose if they want to be in a match day squad or, or just keep coming to the trainings um and, and as you know friday nights are, are very popular and uh, David, we spoke to Joe about uh, the girls. Just um, give a bit of clarity around kind of uh, yeah the, the mixture when when a junior, whether you're a girl, boy, or about how how you fit in and how it all works across the, the spectrum. Yeah, definitely. So um, the girls section is growing, you know, massively, and and that's brilliant. I think that's um, you know down to the the uh, the strength of the women's game, particularly, and, and obviously there's a lot more access to it, and you see a lot more of it on TV now. So we're, we're getting a lot of interest. At, at all the age groups with the girls and we've sort of come together a little bit more going into this season because they're starting to play more competitive matches you know there's, there's actual teams in leagues whereas before it was um more training based um but essentially the, the girls can can join in um 
uh, at their own age group if they want, or they, they can um, play at a slightly uh, younger age group if they feel more, more confident and comfortable that way. Um, and we do absolutely encourage uh, girls who, who want to to play in, in the boys teams as well. So there's, there's lots of different options, um, you know, to come down and get involved. And, and really the best time is to come when, you know, when the younger the under nines, when they're still playing softball cricket, um, you know, if you can get into it then and get used to it all, and then it's much easier to transition then into hardball for any any player, boys or girls. Okay, so uh, Dave, if all goes well, um, we'll have a field full on Friday nights and, and and Mondays, and and of course parents can come down and get involved as well, can't they? Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's the hope. You know, we, we, who knows what when hospitality will will reopen, but um, you know, even even through the winter, we were able to. Um, uh, offer some kind of option. So once the warmer weather comes, you know, we just got to hope that, that our wonderful terrace can, can be reopened again on Friday nights and yeah, mums and dads can come down and, um, and watch, watch their kids playing and training. Um, we had loads of great ideas for last year, you know, barbecues and welcome nights and all this kind of stuff. And um, it's just a shame we, we couldn't get any of that off the ground really, but, you know, made a decent fist of it and whatever the rules will be, we'll, we'll, make sure it's all safe for everyone and and, um, and get everybody back, you know, as soon as we possibly can. And it's looking like a great season already. We've, we've obviously been able to provide kit now, um, thanks to the, the sponsorships. Um, we'll keep mentioning them because they're really generous. Blue Wigram and PFPS Wealth Management. Um, so every player that's, that's signed up by 31st of Jan, and, and that's record numbers, of, I think just under 100 kids sign up by the end of Jan, which is fantastic. Um, so we're looking forward to seeing them all in the shiny new icon gear. Mm, when we can. And it's a great pathway, isn't it? You came through that pathway, didn't you? If we go way, way back through to senior cricket. Yeah, I think I, I'd already got to senior school, I think, but, but um, school had said, you know, you've got to find him a club and, and, uh, you know, dad just phoned, I think he spoke to Brian Gresty and just said, what's the crack? And he said, we'll come down on a Monday night. And that was it. The Nets then were um, where they leave the covers, where Keggy leaves the covers now. Um, pretty lethal down there back in the day. Um, and yeah, that, that was it. It just went from there. The, the genius setup was was uh, Alan Coleman and, and Brian. They, they ran it all. Um, some of these names people won't probably remember, but, you know, real stalwarts of the club there. And, and then, yeah, you you know you kept going through the age groups and then you cut your teeth in the um, in in the weekend sides and on on the back pitch probably to start with and that's again another focus for, for Jamie and why we, we're trying to develop um, you know the, the the pathway for for junior players into senior cricket. Um, there's, there's a couple of conversations going on at the moment around how we can develop that you know coming into the season and uh, yeah if, if you're a sort of 12, 13, 15 year old kid at the moment, born all great, great time to be there. There's going to be, um, yeah, big things happening this season. So, brilliant. Well, we wish you all well with that. You and uh, Robin, of course, who's uh, who's equally as busy, I know for a fact. And uh, yeah. let's hope for a decent season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cheers, Jim. Cheers. Thank you, Dave. Cheers. The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Borton Hall. Who is? The Masked Slinger. My younger brother is a professional ballet dancer. My younger brother is a professional ballet dancer. Jim Law and Lee Dixon. The Full Toss. So, Lee Dixon, this time last year, I was just thinking 33 5Ks down. I'm guessing this time this year, none. No, I've done a few, Jim. Good luck. Been a crack it, cracking on. 
few of the lads have been getting out there doing some longer runs, trying to keep fit during this lockdown. Good. Fair to, fair to say, not not as many, but uh, you know, certainly a a few more than I would have done in the past. Keeping fit, dreaming about the summer ahead. I know you practicing uh, and just getting stuck in. Yeah, well, I mentioned on the last podcast, got the uh, tennis ball machine in the office. Uh, managed to get uh, a few more tennis balls and an extra feeder, so get about 15 balls before I have to collect them in now, so it's going well. Fabulous. And you're uh, obviously you're looking after the kit and everything else, so it uh, it doesn't stop, does it? It doesn't, and, and, and the kit, you know, there'll, there'll be some announcements on the kit uh, about uh, how well that's going. Uh bit later on but it's it's been it's been fantastic um with the kit and and i think people are starting to get excited they just want to know that cricket's going to start yeah absolutely and uh, you've obviously stayed in touch with the lads throughout the winter and you've got um, somebody special this time around yeah uh, obviously it's always good to get different uh people in on the pod and uh, over the last year jim you know we've, we've had some fierce competition from some other podcasts um you know tail enders the great cricketer and uh, we even had a pirate podcast on our own uh, club channel uh, uh, not, not home been away uh, we've actually got one of the star members of the uh, the star the, the, the pod the, 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 well well the, the star member he had 10 of the 20 listeners uh, listening just to him um but we've got uh, George McCormack with us today all right Gio nice to be on boys thanks for having me yeah, well, crossing the picket line, Gio, so I hope you're going to be uh, speaking correctly. And uh, I'm sure your mum has given you a, a pep talk of making sure you say all the right things. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, great to be on the uh, the full toss, toss podcast. Yeah. That's not what you normally call it in the in the no, no, it's, usually, it's usually usually the full tosses. <laughs> You're not wrong there, mate, I'll tell you. Yeah. But uh, no, obviously, Gio, um, just... Uh, this is the first winter you've been at home for, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Not really enjoying it too much, to be honest, but what can we do? Eh? Uh, what? Yeah. Key, key worker, aren't you? Tell the listeners well, what you've yeah, been doing. I have, I have, been, working, have been working for Royal Mail, uh, just in the in the post office in Chester. So, yeah, it's been uh, interesting. Well, that's to say the week. probably the first time someone's ever said you've delivered. So that's... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> You have to, Lee. I have to, I have to, I have to ask a question as well, Lee. Do you, does he wear shorts? Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as he doesn't have a black and white cat and turn up to the the game in in, in a red van, then we should be all right. But um, no, obviously, like I said, first winter not over in Albury uh, with North Albury. Um, must be a, a very different feeling on the back of last summer as well. Probably not played anywhere near as much cricket as you have done in previous years. Yeah, I mean, I was probably a little bit ready for a break uh, at some point because I played for a couple of years on the bounce. But yeah, I mean, it's it's tough watching because they've got the games on over in Albury uh, on the telly. So watch them every Friday night. It's tough watching, uh, but hopefully we'll be ready to go again in in April. Uh, that's the, I was going to say that's the same comp as uh, our ex-captain Ross Dixon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Ross plays for Albury. He's uh, he's done quite a good job with them, to be fair. Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, put all his little methods in, and uh, it seems to have come to fruition a bit. So, but yeah, he's done quite well. Well, look, watching the video of him the other day, he looks like he's been following his brother's diet plan. So, I think we need, to, <laughs> <laughs> need need to send a few uh, low calorie meals across to him. But um, 
I know that there was a, a a game that when you played the last time you were over, right near the end of the season, maybe even been finals, where it was a it was a close contest to, to the point that actually uh, you managed to get uh, the hoppers over the line. Yeah, yeah, a great game that Ross will probably not thank me for bringing that one up. Uh, but yeah, brilliant. They play finals over there, so that was basically the semi-final. Uh, Albury were they needed. 10 runs with five wickets um, and managed to throw it away. Ross for it. Ross tossed his wicket off. A uh, <laughs> couple, of, couple of bad run-outs um, and then to top it off, a couple of wickets in the last over whilst, when they required one run. Um, so, yeah, great scenes in that game. I was going to say the fact that you're commenting on uh, the quality of batting must it must have been a real show. Oh, it was terrific! To... <laughs> it was terrific. I, I'll even go as far to say I could have batted in the top ten for them. Wow! I didn't even think. I, I was going to say I didn't even think that was possible for someone who spent most of his junior cricket for Cheshire Youth batting at twelve. Um, yeah, I, I have to say it was uh, it was awful, but it was good. I think like. For Albury, they probably, with it being their first time in finals, uh, they probably struggled just getting over the line. Um, I have to say, like playing at Chess has probably helped a lot with, with still believing you can win games which are impossible to win. Um, and when I was born at the end, that was the main thing I was I was kind of thinking is that you know the pressure of a team chasing is never easy. Uh, it's just good to get over the line and, and almost pay back. Payback North Albury for everything they've done for me. So uh, it was a nice end because we got COVIDed off after that. So uh, a good way to finish, to be honest. <laughs> ideal, ideal. Well, well, for you, obviously, it all started off at Aston Cricket Club. Uh, I know that you sometimes get down there, uh, do a little bit of practice still. But uh, that's a little cricket club round your way, isn't it, Gio? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, near Nantwich, actually. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a great little club there. Very village style cricket club. Uh nice green wickets. I mean, then it got rolled on a Friday, so it was uh it was perfect. It's a good a good environment to grow up in really. Uh yeah, and that was where I played my first senior cricket, so um yeah, loved it there. It's what one of my favourite uh, videos I've seen of you, Geo, is is that and people will pick up on this throughout the, the podcast, you work extremely hard on your game and you know, you try and get every ounce of ability out. And I know when you went through a little bit of a rough patch where maybe the ball wasn't coming out the way, the way you wanted it to. You were down there at your first club, you know, trying to work things out, net in yeah. the middle of the wicket. And, you know, and th- it's always good, you know, when you grow up in that environment to be able to go back and just keep it simple and be around it in a nice environment, I guess. Yeah, it's good. It's good to, to be able to go back. Uh, and I always find it really welcome. I'm still doing a bit with the juniors there. Um, but no, it's, it's, it is really nice to be able to, to go back to a club when you, when you're younger. Um, and in some, in some ways it's good to get out of an environment at like at Chester or somewhere where you can just focus on yourself, um, and work on things, work on things by yourself in the middle. So yeah, that's quite, quite good during the season. So, so for you, obviously, um, you've ended, you know, you, you've, you've left Aston, you've gone to Weaverham, you had a, a few years, years there, not uh, you know, um, skimming over these these seasons, but obviously we want to try and get to Chester. You, you've you've ended up at Nantwich for for a couple of years. I know you played many games with Andy Newton, a friend of mine, and Jim's um, when you were pushing your way through the second team there. Um, it looked like looking at some of the scorecards, it, it was a good grounding for you. It was good experience. 
Yeah, it was brilliant. We had a great year in that second team that year. Um, like we had a really, really strong team. Um, and I would go as far to say that if we were to, you know, if we would have played in Div One, we would have done quite well uh, with some of the names involved in that that Nantwich second team. Um, and I would would definitely say that um, playing playing under Andy Newton is, is probably the best captain I've played under, um, especially at that age where you you can learn a lot from a captain and pick a lot of things up. Um, I would definitely say that he was he was the one who, who helped me the most uh, during my time there, um, and it was good. You know, we won the league. We learned how to win games because the year before I got relegated at Weaver, and you know, it's it's good to get into that winning mentality again. So obviously, being at a club like Nantwich, it'd be impossible as a bowler for me not to mention Jimmy Warrington. Uh, yeah. I know that you got uh, some opportunities in the ones, probably not as many as you would have liked. You know, they've always kind of prided themselves on GME plus a, um, a, a pro bowler, a Freckingham or a, a Mitch Spencer or something like that, um, which does make opportunities a little bit slimmer. But what, you know, what was your take on playing with Jimmy? Oh, like a different class, really. Those, him and Freck. I mean, Freck was really good as well when I, uh, when I got to play with him. Um, yeah, both brilliant, brilliant bowlers. And the way, the way Jimmy makes it look so easy, uh, and keeps things so simple is uh, is something that you know you can take take into any form of uh, of your of your cricket because he just literally hits a line of length all day um, and just makes it look very very easy. So so obviously you've got, you've had that experience at Nantwich, opportunity not quite there to get into the the first team um, on a regular basis. You you know you're pushing along, you're coming out of Cheshire Youth cricket. Um, how did the, the the move to Chester come about, and what you know what were your aspirations when you moved across? Um, well, I suppose in some some respects it raised a few eyebrows that I moved um, from Antwich, but with the chances not being there, I just thought, well, the chance is for there at Chester. I think um, Keggy was coming towards towards the end of his time a little bit at Chester, so there was a a slot opening up there. Uh, spoke to Rick, and you know what Rick's like; he's non-committal but said look i'll i'll give you you know plenty of chances um i thought you know what why why not because you know if the opportunities there and you take it you know you can you can do really well big club um and with the ambition of you know winning winning things every year so um and again that experience in the premier league was is you know is the big one big one really yeah, it's, it's interesting you mentioned, you know, looking for that opportunity. I do think sometimes young players move because they like the idea of going to a particular team. I think it is really important, though, that you, that when people do move, that they do actually see the gap in the side or where they're going to be able to affect um, a team. And it, that probably gave you confidence early on in your, in your Chester spell. Because I know your first game was in the second, but I think you were very much part of that first team group to start with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first couple of weeks is literally just getting my feet at the club, um, and playing in the two served me really well. Actually, it was a, you know it was really good because it allows you to to meet and understand everyone in the in the club, um, and everyone feels like you've been a part of it a bit more. You've not just walked straight in. Um, I think at Chester, it's clear that there is a, a role there for me. You know, we had Lloyd that year; he was absolutely brilliant from the top end. So. I just knew that if I could keep it simple, the pressure was almost took off a little bit because, 
you know, if I could just keep it tight at one end, build a little bit of pressure, um, that the rest rest of the ball and attack would, would do their job. So so you've got into that first team. You've obviously touched on the fact we had an overseas player that year in Lloyd, in Lloyd Aspen. What's your feeling? Because obviously, you know, Chester have been a, uh, a pretty settled team, uh, successful for a few years. You've come into that change. I mean, what's your kind of first impressions? Um, I, I found it quite, I mean, I was quite relaxed about it, really. Um, growing up in, like, an environment at Weaverham and that, which was a lot, obviously a little bit more, um, oh, what's the word for it? I, I, I was a lot younger when I went to Weaverham, so, like, I had to sink or swim a little bit in the change room there. Um, and that was brilliant. Whereas at Chester, a little bit older, um, so I didn't find it too hard. Some of the, obviously, playing playing with some of the players in the team, uh like Warren, like Rick, like yourself, big characters was uh, was good. But I think everyone was pretty supportive. Um, and Lloyd was brilliant. He took me under his wing. Um, and I do think I do think that team is an easy team to to sort of settle into, uh, especially with Rick as captain because he's quite quite laid back, as you know. So so you make it you make out it's obviously such an easy transition. Why still after two years have you not got a peg, George? <laughs> well, that's my lucky position in the change room now, so I can't really move it. I'm quite happy there. We 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 agreed on two hundred wickets, and I get a peg. So you could be fifty five by the time that happens. <laughs> I, I, said, I said to you, I said uh, we we could start a just giving page for the peg. <laughs> But no, it, no, it is interesting. It's always good when when you hear people say, you know, obviously coming into a new changing room that they feel like, you know, that there was a, a role for them. They feel part of it. That that first season, though, you know, like you said, you had a, a role opening the bowling into the wind, doing the 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 donkey work as such, you know, the, <laughs> the, 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 the unglamorous stuff. Um, it, it it must have been nice. You touched on that that you know that partnership with Lloyd. Um, obviously he. He had an unbelievable skill set and the fact that, you know, as a people don't often think about this, but bowling in partnerships, how important was it for you to have that partner at the other end? Oh, it's brilliant. Like, you know, it takes it takes all the pressure off to an extent um, because you know that there's another bike at the other end. Who, you know, if you don't do well or vice versa, you can you can dig each other out the hole. Uh, having him at mid-on, so I have Warren sometimes at mid-off and then Lloyd at mid-on. Uh, that was brilliant um, because it, you know, you could bounce ideas. Because to me, I was a bit of a nudist, I suppose, to the Premier League. It was, I hadn't played much in it, uh, so it was a, it was a real case of making sure, like, I understand, understood the players because I haven't played against many of them as well. Um, and but bowling partnerships is huge. I kind of missed it a little bit last year, um, but we got around that eventually in the end. No, no, definitely, definitely, and and being able to be part of a, a championship winning side in your first year that that must have been pretty special coming into into a club and you know obviously a club of Chester size, but being able to be part and and feel successful in your own right and being and being part of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously when when we kept winning games, I you know I you were like you kept saying to me, oh, this is easy. We'll we'll sew the league up. Don't worry about it. Whereas I, in the back of my mind, I was still panicking until we we definitely crossed the line with it. Um, the the confidence that the Chester has um, in themselves and in the other players is something that I I learned to understand a little bit after a while. Um, the confidence that yeah we we can chase two forty, um, and that 
what you obviously just don't don't quite understand how good the players are until you play with them week in week out. No, definitely. I think that probably comes from uh, Gio being growing up in smaller clubs. You know, yeah, I, 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 st- I still sit there and, and think 20 to win, four and over, six wickets. Oh, are we going to do it? Because that's what it was like at Upton until you got the final run. You never really thought you were over the line, but it, it does change over time and, and playing around, around better players. You know, going back to that season, there was definitely one game for me at Toft away where you, it was kind of your breakout game. You got a very, you know, you got a long spell. I don't think the umpires quite knew the bowling restrictions. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, 17 overs on the spin. I, I think at that point, that kind of was a, a moment for you um, to go, actually, uh, not that I belong here, but this is my job now, you know, and not looking over your shoulder as much. Yeah, definitely. I think that was a game. Uh, that was definitely the game I felt that I belonged to. You know, to play in the Premier League, and I could, I could do it. Um, not just for a short spell, but for for a sustained spell. Um, I think Lloyd had an injury that game, so kind of, and it was a, a greenish wicket. Um, and to be able to, I felt like I played a big part in in helping us win the game was uh, was a really like a big moment for me, I suppose. Probably one of my favourite favourite games I've played in from a personal point because it felt like a culmination of, of everything that I'd I'd done. Uh, before that, uh, and then for us to knock, knock it off was was quite a satisfying feeling. I think it was also a good good captaincy from Rick to keep me going because I think that that almost showed that he he trusted me. Um, so yeah, that was that was brilliant. A good really good day that. So obviously, win a win a league that that first that first year, um, one young player of the year as well. So obviously, you you, you have that fantastic feeling of um you know winning the league personal success and then you gave a unbelievable speech as well you know <laughs> it, 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 is is that something that over over time now only the people there will know the content of that speech but <laughs> it, it, it was short and sweet and i, I know your dad eddie who's what your biggest fan your biggest supporter even he i think was was pretty speechless by, by the content yeah, look, wasn't my uh, wasn't my greatest moment. I think I was mostly shocked. I think I was mostly that shocked, to be honest. That I, uh, yeah, I, I speak just, just thinking about it now. So, uh, yeah, uh, if I could if I could do that speech again, I would do. Uh, but no, it was really really uh, really great to to receive Young Player of the Year award. Uh, it was I was obviously very shocked to to win it. Um, but it was a really nice end to the season. I mean, winning the league is the main part, but you know, having a personal success as well is is good because it means that you feel like you've you've contributed as part of the team. I tell you, I tell you what, Jim. He sounds like he's been on the Jim Law Groupon media training course these days, doesn't he? <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, I was wasn't listening to that point. I was away just think, making a list of people who could sponsor the peg. <laughs> oh god honestly if we'd have got him on the podcast 10, 10 months ago this would have been after nine o'clock yes I, I, i'm very impressed by that i'm i'm sat here with a bleep button you know it's uh it's incredible <laughs> this is well <laughs> well he's, he's done well to stay in his first language english because normally we have to we have the uh the Aussie twang no, coming on uh, there was a bit of a twang at the start i noticed by the way a little bit of an aussie twang so obviously being around Chester Geo now you you know you've been in the club now a couple of years you like to think you feel part of it 
Um, it, it's a massive environment. There's obviously the socials pretty big down there. Loads of games and, and even made your debut for the, the football team this winter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, yeah, football team. That was, it was really good, actually. Um, the kit the kit is questionable. The kit is very questionable. Isn't it um, sponsored by the um, the director of Changing Home, Jim? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it may well be. <laughs> Don't you worry, there'll be a jingle. Jim will click <laughs> a jingle in now. George McCormack. <laughs> Loves the kit. Yeah, uh, yeah you, um, can, you can endorse changing home as well, actually, George, can't you? <laughs> yeah, but it was, you know, I think those, I have to say, when my, from playing against Chester, I didn't think that the, the social side would be as good as it was because you get the feeling that because you take the cricket so seriously that there wouldn't be that social element to it. But, you know, it's been brilliant. We've got a good young, young group down there. Um, and the football team's great as well. I think that's a, a really good idea to keep people interested in the uh, in the winter. Great to see Jersey Dudek making an appearance in goal round again as well. <laughs> yeah, appreciate uh, more, that, More mate. of Bruce Grobler, I thought, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, trust me, Jim, you won't be my photographer uh, when I get married because, honestly, I've never seen m- myself look... At, I, I, I didn't turn the lights on for a few days after those football photographs you put on the website. <laughs> Great I, was, I was being I was being I was being asked for double work from Shrek. <laughs> but no, no, you it, not not just for the pink army. You've also turned into one of uh, only a few uh, dual members who play for the Nomads as well in the in the Resies. Yeah, yeah, that's been great actually. Um, haven't played for a while, so first game was a little bit rusty, but uh, no, it's brilliant. Lots of fighting, lots of uh, lots of bad tackles. A bit like a. A bit like our warm-ups, actually. Well, it's um, quite interesting for the for the, for the listeners. Who's who's the, the the hard man in that football warm-up for Chester? Because I don't think anyone would get it. Jack Williams. The, the Did you big say Jack tree. Williams? Jack Williams is a hard <laughs> yeah, Jack, man. Jack, Jack Williams. Leaves, Jack leaves some poor tackles on. Honestly, we had to be split up at one point during the season. Well, that, well, to be fair though, I would I, I wouldn't want to tackle off Jack. Jack could probably get you halfway up the leg and be stood on the other side of the pitch. <laughs> but no, uh, the, the, the football is obviously a, a big part of, you know, the warm-up and a big part of, of obviously being part of a nomad as well. And, you know, I think after a couple of years of being here, looking back, you've managed to fit quite a lot in. But, you know, it's not about necessarily looking back, looking forward now. What, you know, what are the aspirations for this year? Um, so as a team, I reckon, you know, we've got to go out to win, win every, every trophy we can do. Um, we wouldn't be, wouldn't be representing Chester properly if we didn't, um, from a personal point of view is leading that, leading that attack. Um, obviously still not quite sure who's, you know, he'll be available to bowl and stuff like that. But, um, from, from my point of view, it'll just be, you know, trying to increase, increase my pace a little bit. Um, so I can hopefully bowl a few more longer sustained spells and I haven't got restrictions. Um, and then, you know, contributing as part of a partnership, whoever it, whoever it may be at the other end. Yeah, what, what I would say is you always said there, you know, it's important that people, you know, that collective goal is there. It would be really nice, and you know, going back four or five years ago, we had a, a massive run in the T20 competitions and we've, we've not really performed to the same level over 
the last four or five years. I'm sure the new captain, Harry, a good friend of yours, may may target some of these cup competitions like Mourinho to get an early trophy on the board. <laughs> yeah, it'll take it'll take the pressure off him, won't it, a little bit. Um, it'll keep the members at bay. Uh, <laughs> get an early get an early one early one on, under his belt. I think the Cheshire Cup's one you've got to target because our performances the last two years and that towards the end of it have been atrocious, to be honest. So if we can if we can put that to bed. Uh, especially for a few of us who haven't won one before. I think we were speaking about this the other day. That'd be that'd be a big target, uh, you know, for the team. Uh, the the I, T20s I, as well. T20s is is massive, uh, especially looking at the draw we've got. So yeah, well, the, the the new I've seen some pictures of the new kit today. It looks absolutely superb on the mannequin. Now another step closer to actually being on some of the players. Um, but you know. You mentioned the, the the Cheshire Cup. I think it would be a, a fantastic competition to go deep in again. I saw obviously Nantwich winning it last year, which is always a bit of pill to swallow. Never really liked them winning anything. Um, but the you know the fact you could see how much it meant to them because you you, you forget that you know they hadn't won that for I don't think they'd ever won it or certainly for a long time. And I think that was one thing we maybe took a little bit for granted at Chester when we we, we went on winning it two three years on the spin. So. I think that'd be really good. There's a number of lads there that you know it'd be the, the opportunity to get the hands on. Uh, it's a fantastic trophy, isn't it, Jim? You know, it, fact, it is. We, when, yeah, if it tends to sit behind the bar, doesn't it, and gather dust, and occasionally somebody drops it or loses it. But um, yeah, and you know the draw, of course, for this year's Cheshire Cup, don't you? I do, and my mind well, has actually, gone no, blank. It's, it's not. It's a national, isn't it? It's a national. The, na- the, 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 the na- national, Nantwich at home, but there's a massive. Um, cherry to to win in that game because we're at the top of the the northern draw aren't we so there's potentially four or five home games if we could string a run together so for for some of the lads that's a massive uh, a massive carrot it, it uh, is it is and, and especially I'd... in the national as well well and if we got somewhere in the cheshire cup just seeing george being able to hold up that trophy would be great because it's blinking heavy isn't it <laughs> it, 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 it is and, and the fact is as well is because with George being an Everton fan and it being such a long time like what 25, 26 years he's never seen them win anything you know to see I, I know I can see it in his face and, and in Eddie's face how much it means when we do win things at Chester so I would love to win one of, the, one of those Cheshire Cups just so they can enjoy one of those moments George. It, could, it could be a it could be a golden summer. I feel Everton FA Cup win, Chester Cheshire Cup win. That's what I'm going to call. Uh, 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 Jim, this would be a good time to get a, an alcohol sponsor in now because he's obviously been day, <laughs> day drinking. <laughs> yeah. Adam uh, Roberts at the cellar right. or something like that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. so, well, uh, just uh, a, cu- a couple of uh, final little questions. Uh, obviously, we've touched on Harry. What sort of uh, qualities, attributes do you think he's going to bring to the role this year? Oh, um, it's going to be weird seeing him as captain, to be honest, because I'm usually uh, taking the mickey out of him most of the day. Uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing the the older lads listening to him because I feel like there could be a bit of a, a bit of arguing between you lot. Uh, I think he, he's got great communication skills, hasn't he? He's uh, everyone likes Harry. I don't know anyone who, who doesn't really. Um, saying this, so I can get a second spell now. Um, I think I think he he'll bring a good energy to the team, uh, and he's got a, he has for it for, the, for his age got a very good cricket brain. So 
um, I think he'll be fine. He'll do he'll do a great job, I'm sure. And Rick has done a brilliant job for the last two or three years or whatever, wherever he's done. Do, do you want to thank anyone else and, and say how fantastic <laughs> anyone else is? Have you got any issues with any players, George? Just to give it some balance to this uh, fluff piece. Players. Uh, I think it'd be I think it'd be wrong of me to to call people out on a podcast. That would be for the uh, the not home been away podcast series. I'm yeah. And and there's there's any away grounds that you like to avoid? Uh, well, there's one I, I absolutely hate. But I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, Hyde or Alton Park. I hate the pair of them. Horrible to bowl at. That's, That's uh, purely based on the size, isn't it, George? Not the fantastic yeah. work the team of volunteers do there. That's no, no, a fantastic just, club. No, I, ju- I just don't ever enjoy going there because of the, the size of the... the you get four for there last year, George, best figures of the summer. Yeah, but that was... <laughs> <laughs> George, honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Jim, have you got anything to add? I just, there was one, one question I was going to ask, which... Um, it comes from Lee. What you always say, and you you always talk about the fact that that uh, at the corner of your eye, you know, you always know where your dad is when you're out there, and you kind of rely on him. So, so look, George, you have an entourage out there, don't you? You have a trio, uh, including uh, uh, Eddie and uh, Jane, who we all love dearly here. Uh, you aware that they're there, obviously, and uh, and they give you great support. Um, I'm not aware is in sight, but I can definitely hear them. Uh, <laughs> I can definitely hear my dad, <laughs> um, even if he's just talking on the badge. If everyone can hear him. Um, but yeah, it's good having that. It's really good having that support. To be fair, I can't complain. They've uh, they've done a, a lot of hours up and down the country, so it's nice for them to enjoy it at Chester now. And look, we know we know he's not been so well. So uh, we uh, Lee, don't we? We we send him our very best wishes. He's uh, he's on the men, George, isn't he? Yeah, he's back. He's back home with us. Uh, he's he's back home, yeah. back home and moaning there. So uh, he's he's back to his old self. And he'd be well, on well, Lee's that, that... tail, won't he? He'd be on Lee's tail about those Everton gags. Yeah, he sure will. <laughs> he got he got back just in time to watch Newcastle score their second on Saturday. So. <laughs> um, well, but no, thank, thanks for thanks for the messages. Do appreciate it. Well, he's uh, what I was going to say. Uh, that, that's good news for the local economy. So that's another five pound every Saturday for the ice <laughs> yes. cream man. Yeah, yeah. Adam doesn't open understand the bar it. Jim, as well, Eddie does not understand it. Why it's still not fifty p for a cone. <laughs> <laughs> But it's been, Gio, honestly, it's been fantastic. I think you've been a breath of fresh air since you've come to the club in the last couple of years. And uh, I very much enjoy talking cricket with you. And I still love the naivety that you believe that there is no hierarchy in a cricket changing room. <laughs> so you, 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 you enjoy your stool and your lack of a peg. And... I will do. It's like seeing a Goodison. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's very good. Very good. Cheers, mate. Thanks, George. The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Borton Hall. Who is the Masked Slinger? So, Lee, welcome to the Masked Slinger, then, where we have a Chester Borton Hall bowler for you to identify. Okay, we've played three clips. We're going to play them again, especially for you now. Have you any idea so far? No, I'm struggling a bit, Jim, here, to be honest. Okay, let's go again then. Here's clue one. I met Chico backstage at a Christmas light switch on in 2007. So I met Chico at a Christmas light switch on backstage in 2007. Uh, You have to give me a bit of help with Chico here. Yeah, he was on the... I think it was one of the first seasons of The X Factor. Ah. But if they've seen them at a light switch on, I'm saying that they're a local to the Chester area. 
Rightio. Okay. Okay, so let's go with clue two. I've been a vegetarian my whole life. I've been a vegetarian my whole life. The Maslinger. Any ideas? No. Okay. Final clue then, Lee. Okay, for the Chester Borton Hall Mask Slinger. My younger brother is a professional ballet dancer. Now, there's not too many of them around, are there? My younger brother is a professional ballet dancer. Right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's not Ross, is I don't it? Know. I, I've got... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely not Ross. No, it's not Ross, but I don't know why. I just got a feeling it could be this person, but I'm not going to put much money on it. I think it may be Jamie Littler. Jamie Littler. Right, should we have the big reveal? Are you ready? I'm ready. Who is the masked slinger? Hi, this is Tilly Buss from CBH's ladies team, and I am the masked slinger. Oh, thanks, Jim. <laughs> all, 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 all for equality, Jim, but you could have maybe given me a hint that, it, that there was there was the girls in there as well. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, apologi- apologies to Tilly. I, I, I think that the, the, the best hope I had was trying to work out who was vegetarian, and I thought, oh, Jazzy's a bit quirky. He may be a vegetarian. He, he may have gone out in Chester and met Chico. I don't know if he's got a... So, you know, you, you got me there. Very good, though, Jim. Very good. Very good, mate. I think the Badger, the badger might be back next time. Well, we'll see. We'll see how we go. But uh, thanks, Lee. That's great stuff. And thank you, Tilly Bus. Right. <laughs> So, so lots of things coming out of that podcast then. Uh, if you want to sponsor George's Peg, uh, no, that's not a euphemism, uh, please let us know. Um, Tilly Bus, thank you ever so much for being our very first masked slinger. Uh, for the roundups, thank you as ever to, uh, to Dave Atkin and to Di Totti and to Joe Herbertson. And of course, the glue holding a lump of it together was Lee Dixon. Thank you very much as well. We'll catch you next time. Great that uh, you're still supporting us. Let's get fingers crossed for the season ahead. And uh, we promise you, we've got a star old interview lined up for you next. Okay, take care now and stay safe. The full toss. <laughs>